United States of Lead is an informative podcast that may contain sensitive material and the occasional F-bomb. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the United States of Lead, a podcast about crime, mental decline, and the lead threat that links them. Last week, we discussed the fall of the Roman Empire and how many scientists now believe that there's a link between lead poisoning and the fall of the Roman Empire. One of the big ways that the ancient Romans got their lead poisoning was from water. So this week, we thought we'd talk a little bit more about lead poisoning and water In our first episode two, we identified that lead poisoning with eating paint chips and ingesting it via contaminated water are the way that most of us identify lead poisoning. Something you might not have realized, which I didn't realize, was that you cannot see, taste, or smell lead in drinking water. I just assume like it's it's a metal, there'd be some sort of metallic taste or a displeasing or, you know, something like that, even though paint chips, you know, are are sweet. I just assumed that you'd be able to identify there's something being off with your water. Did you know that you can't taste it or smell it? Absolutely not. Of course, I knew the sweet thing, like you had mentioned. And I mean, it's lead. I feel like aside from iron, Mm -hmm. lead in my, in my like cartoon brain is uh, just like, like there couldn't be a more metallic sort of thing than it's just yeah. it's a quintessential metal. So yeah. why wouldn't it taste like metal or? Yeah. And then the other thing is, since it's so bad for us, wouldn't we, I would think we'd like know not to eat it or be bitter or kind of like sulfur when we smell sulfur. Mm. Like, oh, mm-hmm. this is bad. I need to be yeah. away. I don't want to eat this. I should not build my home here or mm-hmm. drink the water here. Yeah. The whole, or it's like a chicken in the armor. Like yeah. arsenic and water, you can tell. There's a really, there's like a sulfur smell to it. I remember even like, like my grandpa, he lived on a lake before he passed and they found out that there was arsenic in his water. And like, I mean, he was drinking it. <laughs> like, I mean, he just, it's like, whatever. Um, I mean, he worked with asbestos his whole life, you know, as a mason and they had a greenhouse, you know, so he was around all those chemicals. His father passed from using those chemicals and he still somehow lived to his eighties. And I'm sure like that was how you were successful then by using those kind of chemicals. Yeah. And that it cost him his father his life, but unfortunately, you know, and that's another thing, you know, it's those things where you don't know 
until mm -hmm. unfortunately things like that happen. And it's the same with lead. So like going back to the fact that we've known about the effects of lead poisonings for thousands and thousands, over 2000 years we've known. And yet we're still allowing the use of it in yeah. our everyday lives. And also to listeners, if I sound a little out of breath, it's my allergies. I am stuffed up and I can't breathe. So if it sounds like I'm running upstairs, I'm not. I'm just the outdoors, snow, rain, 60 degrees, 30 degrees, whatever it decides to do today. If I sound out of breath, it's because I've gained so much weight <laughs> from COVID. It's, I mean, same, but <laughs> so I guess so it's, a, it's a combination. Weight. It's a combination. My COVID-19. <laughs> The COVID-19. It's my COVID-19 times two now, but you know. Well, no, it's your anyway. COVID-19-19. 19, 19 like exactly. Times. Anyway, so according to the EPA, the article I'm citing is from 2016. According to the EPA, they say between 10 to 20% of our exposure to lead comes from contaminated water. And it's even worse for the youngest and most vulnerable. Babies can get between 40% to 60% of their lead exposure to drinking lead by using formula mixed with contaminated water. According to the CDC, the most common source of lead drinking water are lead pipes, faucets, plumbing fixtures, which I didn't even think of. For, I knew lead pipes, but I never really thought about faucets. You buy a house, you get your pipes checked. They're good. You get a mm -hmm. good bill of health on your, on your house, and then you buy a discount faucet. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got some lead. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, yeah, you're congratulations. You got some lead. And certain pipes that carry drinking water from the water source to the home may contain lead. Not necessarily the pipes in your house, mm -hmm. but the pipes that are bringing it to your house. Household plumbing fixtures, welding solder, and pipe fittings made prior to 1986 may also contain lead. Another thing that we're going to circle back to in a future episode when we talk about the rise of the inexpensive stuff that we like to buy, let's make it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. It's uh, been here for years. <laughs> Is that great? <laughs> New meme. Anyways, from LL Cool J, back to lead poisoning. <laughs> Actually, hold on, side note. <laughs> so when I was trying to think of a title for this, and a shout out to Amanda Jacobson for helping me come up with the tagline for this. But before that, she had, you know, she was asking me what I was thinking. I'm like, all I have in my head <laughs> while writing stuff when doing research is Salt and Peppa's song, Let's Talk About Sex. I just have, let's talk about lead, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the bad things and the bad things that are in baby. <laughs> let's talk about lead. Let's talk about lead. That's the only thing when I am writing notes that's in my head. So you're welcome for that. Talk about yeah. lead, baby. Let's I think that song is now available for <laughs> our Patreons as a ringtone. All right, I might have to do that now. Thank you very much for pressuring me into doing that. That's great. Anywho, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, household plumbing fixtures. <laughs> steps taken during the last two decades have reduced exposures to lead and tap water. These steps include actions taken under requirements of the 1986 and 1996 amendments to the Safe Drinking Water Act and the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, also known as the EPA's lead and copper rule. Even so... Lead and water can come from homes with lead service lines that connect to the home to the main water line. Homes without lead service lines may still have brass or chrome-plated brass faucets, galvanized iron pipes, or other plumbing soldered with lead. 
Some drinking water fountains with lead-lined tanks and other plumbing fixtures not intended for drinking water may also have lead in the water. And this includes lab faucets, hoses, shout out to all of us getting lead poisoning when we were younger drinking out of the hose, spigots, and hand-washing sinks. I mean, that's something I never thought about, like how many times in school that, you know, you just used... You just use the sinks for everything. It was a multi-purpose thing. Yeah, and I feel like this is a great example of there being a lot of legislation. There's clearly a lot of barriers. There's intentional roadblocks to keep us legally, legislatively away from the interaction with lead. Okay, that's great. But the reality is... If we were just to point to to this mountain of words that are saying that lead is going to be abated and saying that lead is, we're being protected from lead, we'd be like, oh, of course, look at all of this energy that's going into this. But Mm -hmm. there's still so much, so many ways it can still get in, and it clearly still is getting into our bodies and into our homes. I'm remembering something from a book. I think it's from How to Win Friends and Influence People. And it's like, you might have the right of way walking across the street. But if you get hit by a car, you still get hit by the car. Great, you had you had the right of way. Great, they were supposed to stop. Great, they didn't understand mm-hmm. what a yield sign means. All that's true. The law's on your side, but you've also been hit by the car. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of the stuff that's supposed to be protecting us, but uh, yeah, it's still there. And what I want to remind people is, it takes extremely high levels of lead poisoning to have any identifiable effects from like a doctor's perspective. A lot of these effects are irritability, mood swings, anger. And like I said, even infertility, like these are things that you're not linking to lead poisoning. No doctors, you know, you're infertile and no doctors would be like, oh, you're like, let, we should test your lead levels. At least not that I know of. I've never heard one person who's been going through fertility treatments that has told me that they've been tested for lead. So much of this we feel like is in the past. We said in, in last week's episode, as far, as far as the links between the fall of the Roman Empire and where we're at, we really haven't gotten that far. I mean, besides like billionaires shooting off their rockets into space and you getting your package from China overnight, which is another thing we're getting to because the, the rise of that instant gratification stuff is exposing us more and more to lead. Um, we still have the same relationship and that is it makes things, it makes products and it makes things cheap, a little bit better for yeah. our bottom line, whatever yeah. that means. And whether that's dinars or sesterces or dollars and it makes things a little bit cheaper and it's incredibly toxic. We're still in the same boat. We have not evolved in that regard. Yeah. So the CDC goes on to say how much lead enters the water is related to various factors, including the acidity or alkalinity of the water, the types and amounts of minerals in the water, the amount of lead that water comes into contact with. And a lot of that, you know, as to is like how long it's been sitting in a pipe, the water temperature, which because we brought this up, the hotter the water, the more likely the lead is going to come off of the pipes and like be into the water because high heat is a factor in that. The presence of protective scales or coatings in the pipes. That's something too I did not look into, but maybe that I can include on Patreon is when did they start adding the special coating to prevent lead poisoning from the pipes? And that's another thing too, is this this special coating. It's not like it's eternal. 
you know, even, even a coating of some sort is going to wear off. And well, and what's in the, what's, what's in the coating, you know, like. That too. <laughs> That's what you were saying last <laughs> week about the BPA. I think it was last week, or maybe that was one of the, the bonus thing we did the week before, but we were, we were talking about BPA free. Yeah. And you mentioned the person who was, what, what was Don't it? come in. It's just like, don't come in here with, a, with, we don't allow any plastics in this house. And they were a plastics uh, executive. Yeah. And it's, it's like, well, this is BPA free. And like, yeah, all of our BPA free products are just as bad as BPAs. They're just yeah. not BPAs. There's, we've yeah. tweaked them up and down this way and that enough so that they're still doing we, the same thing at the same price. Which we is found just a legal bad. way to say, yes. we don't have this in it. That doesn't mean we don't have other shit. We've moved this molecule <laughs> over here and this molecule over here. And yeah, yeah. it's still going to stay in your lungs forever. Yeah. So how do we find out if we have lead in our water? The CDC recommends contacting your local water provider. Quote, your local water authority is always your first source for testing and identifying lead contamination in your tap water. Ask your water provider if you have a lead service line providing water to your home. If you have a lead service line, ask if there are any programs to assist with removal of lead service lines going to your home. Understand that any work, such as water or main service line replacement, could increase exposure to lead while the work is ongoing and for up to six months after the work is completed. So you want to get rid of the lead, we're going to expose you to it some more. Either leave your house for however long it takes them to fix it, and then another six months after, because, you know, people have the luxury to do that who don't have a second home <laughs> or even a home of their own, like somebody renting can't do that. Ask to have your water tested. Many public water systems, and this, is, this quote is still going on from the CDC, many public water systems will test drinking water for residents upon request. So that's pretty nice. There are laboratories that are certified to test for lead in water. Understand the water sampling results can vary depending on the time of day, the season, the method of sampling, the flow of the water, and other factors. Because like sediment can build up, it can get flushed out and all that. And like, you know, there's times where they flush the, the water lines. So if lead's been sitting there and they flush it, it could increase it. Or the opposite, that they just flushed it and it's not showing how much lead is actually in the water. This is just not a solution. I mean, like, No, it's not. I mean, this is it's like, like the BPA free. It's the it's, CDC swear. You know, it's like when you whiteboard a project, like if so if NASA's like, how do we get a man to the moon in yeah. less than a decade? A correct answer is a teleportation device. That yeah. is not like when you're starting a project, it's like, okay, yeah, okay, we could just break down someone molecularly and shoot their energy to another device on the, on a, on the moon. Yeah. But that is not feasible. Like, it's just <laughs> not a re I mean, it's not wrong. We could do that if that's yeah. a thing. Logistically impossible. So it's not a solution. So it's like, oh, yeah. How are we going to get this? How are we going to test for this lead? Well, we're going to test for it. That'll pro that could actually yeah. make it. If we find it, we might end up making finding more. And making it be, worse for a little bit, too. Which is kind of not our fault. And... Uh, then you've got to deal with that. So, so going back to how Biden, I know I read a few months ago how he's adding, getting rid of the lead piping in our infrastructure. And it's like, are these factors that during the process and six months after the residents of that area have a higher exposure to lead? 
Just wanted to take a quick second here to apologize for my angry tapping and the occasional keyboard typing or chair moving that you might be hearing. We currently do not have a budget and uh, until we can afford to have higher quality equipment and more editing time. Unfortunately, those are some sounds that are just going to be heard, but we are doing our best to minimize in future episodes. What mitigating... Are you us to move yes. somewhere? Yeah. For that duration of time? Are you compensating yeah. us the work lost? Or are we just supposed to suck it up and get some more lead poisoning and have the effects of it? Maybe use the bathroom at the gas station down the street. That also yeah, so, has I mean, lead. Not saying it's know. not a solution. I'm just saying it's not a solution. Because it's going to cost us money, yeah. us government people money more money to actually have to take care of you while we do this we try to deal with the poor as little as possible yeah exactly the cdc goes on to say that the amount of lead your body absorbs depends on a lot of factors the epa has set a maximum contaminant level goal for lead in drinking water at zero that's their goal they're not saying that they're they're doing it But it's their goal. So give them a pat on the back for having a goal. Because lead can be harmful to human health, even at low exposures. I don't know how many times I'm going to say this throughout. There is no amount of lead in your system that's considered actually safe and not harmful. There's just what is acceptable. I just have that imagery of, I can't remember which Michael Moore documentary it is, but where President Obama goes to Flint and there's what a glass that? of water and he won't drink the water, even though they said like they fix it and he won't even drink the water. He drinks out of the bottled water. Did, is that with President Obama? Was he president then? Yeah. Oh. My heart sank a little when I knew it's like, you do know how bad this still is. Yeah. He never, like, he didn't come to my wedding. I sent him an invite. <gasps> oh yeah. How dare he? How? Well, I'm now just he saying. got two points. Yeah. He dropped two points now. The CDC goes on to say, lead is a toxic metal that is persistent in the environment. And again, it can accumulate in the body over time. So it's a snowball effect. A little bit here, a little bit there. It's, it, it can build. So that's, you know, another scary thing is to think like you might not realize that. Your risk will vary depending on your individual makeup, the chemical conditions of the water, and the amount that is consumed. For example, infants who drink formula prepared with lead-contaminated tap water may be at a higher risk of exposure because of the large volume of water they are consuming relative to their body size versus somebody who's just taking a casual, you know, sip of water from it every now and then. Going back to the Flint thing too, focusing so much on like, because that's the other thing is their water was rusty and brown and like contaminated with all sorts of other things. And so I think we don't comprehend that lead in water is tasteless, odorless, colorless, is because I think there's so much focus on that there was lead in that water that people just assume I'll know if my water's bad. Hmm. I just started thinking about that and how much of a distraction that is from how widespread. Now, and everything going on in Flint is absolutely fucking horrendous. And yeah. there, I know there's places that are way worse off, but this isn't this isn't a competition when it comes to like our infrastructure. And that's kind of how I feel like they make it as like a, it's like saying that the whole idea of, there being an acceptable lead level. 
well, you're okay enough. And it's like, okay, we, we, we should all be okay. None of us should have to be exposed to this at all. No matter if you live in Flint or you live in Madison, you live in Minneapolis. Yeah. Yes. And Flint is, uh, is a lot of black people and that's okay. It's, yep. it's okay in America for mm-hmm. black people to die uh, incidentally. And sometimes mm-hmm. at the directly at the hand of the state. There are percentages too that I don't know if I get to it in this. People of color are much more likely to be exposed to lead. And I, oh gosh, I, for some reason, 60% is popping in my head more likely. But I, I got to get to the statistics. That's the other scary thing is the likelihood of that is much, much more a dramatic of a issue. And like you said, if, if Flint was Los Angeles... The thing is, we probably wouldn't even know about it. They just would have done or it. Or Edina. Or, you know, Edina, <laughs> oh, yeah, Minnesota. Edina. Or yeah. what's happening in Flint is absolutely happening because of racial, racial disparity. Yeah, disparity abs- And racial absolutely. prejudice and, and the systemic hatred of colored bodies and people of color in, in America. We still don't have a mechanism. There's no switch that's flipped, right? When it's, this is, could there be a more distinct or obvious water crisis in accessible America, like an accessible, yeah. like Flint is a town that has roads there. We could bring trucks in. This is a problem that can be solved. And yeah, we literally don't have a mechanism for just saying, oh, that's really bad. Let's fix it. Mm-hmm. Just going back to two with how bad it got there with the actual physical effects that people mm-hmm. were having, the videos of them turning their water on and it's red. <sighs> And their hair falling out. And it still was not a big enough issue. That just shows why and how these issues that we're discussing aren't being addressed. Yeah. Because that's that severe of an issue wasn't enough for people in power to just John Hancock something to (laughs) (laughs) just boom, do it. There shouldn't be a question at all. I think we've seen clearly that a lot of people in power have little regard for individual citizens' lives. So anyways, just want to make a quick note here that this is something that we are going to be circling back to in future episodes. When we talk about the effects of lead, there are so many factors to consider, including racial disparity, racial discrimination, childhood trauma, the age at which you are exposed, generational trauma and disparity, and so much more. In some of what we talk about, You can imagine lead poisoning more as an accelerant to the fire rather than the spark that starts it. Both nature and nurture always have to be taken into consideration when discussing these issues. One thing I remember learning that the level of lead you are exposed to increases with the temperature of water. I think we talked about that a few times, but something that's important to note about that is that you can't boil water and get rid of lead. You need a proper filtration system to do that because there are a lot of things that you can boil the water and you're fine, but lead is not one of them. So please don't try that at home. If that's some weird, oh God, I can't think of his name right now. Who's that InfoWars guy? Oh, I don't know. What is his name? Alex Alex Jones. I feel pretty good that I forgot his name. Like I haven't, I haven't seen him in the news. I feel pretty. He deserves no place in your brain. (laughs) I'm so sorry I infected you with that. I feel like Alex Jones might suggest that you just boil your water and like you'll be fine, or add some colloidal silver, and somehow it's going to counter (laughs) that. But it's important to note that the risk of lead poisoning with water is limited to ingesting it. And this is something that I think is important. While there's other things that could be in the water besides lead, specific to lead, 
According to the CDC, bathing and showering should be safe for you and your children because human skin does not absorb lead in water. Now, there's ways to absorb lead topically through your skin, but through water is apparently not one of them. And this is something I would like to do a deep dive on later because I am wanting to uh, understand that a little bit more because you can be exposed to lead through your skin, but not necessarily by the water. Also need to note that brushing your teeth still exposes you to lead if the sink in your bathroom has lead in it. So even though you think you might be safe showering, don't forget while you're brushing your teeth, what kind of water you're using, or even, you know, if you ingest some while you're showering for some reason. But yeah, there's, there's definitely plenty of other chemicals and minerals and water that can not be good for your skin, but you're not going to get lead exposure from taking a shower or a bath. I thought that was pretty interesting because I just assumed it would have gone into your body somehow that way. So let's say you find out that your tap water does test positive for lead. What can you do? Because, you know, it's up to you, the person to do it yourself, not the government. According to the CDC, you can flush your water to reduce potential exposure to lead from household plumbing. This is especially important when the water has been off and sitting in the pipes for more than six hours, which is not really that long for water to be sitting in a pipe. Flush your home's pipes by running the tap, taking a shower, doing laundry, or doing a load of dishes. Drink or cook only with the water that comes out of the tap cold. Most people like when they're boiling water are going to automatically just turn it to hot. Water that comes out of the tap, warm or hot, can have higher levels of lead. And again, boiling this water will not reduce the amount of lead in your water. You can virtually eliminate your exposure to lead in water by drinking or using only bottled water that has been certified by an independent testing organization. This may not be the most cost-effective option for long-term use, which is something that is important to note. And also, too, something to know about bottled water and water filters. According to a 2016 CNN article, quote, be sure to check out the quality of the water before you buy. Some bottled waters are nothing more than tap water or have not been tested, says the CDC. That's something that I ignorantly do all the time. I buy the cheapest water at Aldi's. Just assuming it's EPA free, so it must not have anything bad in it. It's EPA free, and that means nothing. The CDC advises researching your brand at the NSF International, a nonprofit water certification organization. So do the legwork yourself. We're going to allow these companies to sell poisoned water. It's up to you, dear citizen and consumer, to figure out whether or not there's lead in it. I, I can't wrap my head around that. I want to say, too, about bottled water, I think of, because, you know, plastic over time oh, deteriorates yeah. and will go into the water. Absolutely. So it's like, even those bottled waters, I'm sorry, but if you aren't financially in a situation where you can, and also it's a, a huge waste and a huge environmental problem that we just keep throwing these big jugs of plastic to get new jugs of plastic. Is that cost effective? It's not saving the environment? It's a bunch of BS. I actually ended up getting the glass ones. Yeah. The gallon ones. Is it a pain in the butt that I have to go and fill them every week, like twice a week? And they're heavy and they're glass. And I'm always worried that I'm going to shatter them because I'm not a careful person. Yes, but it creeps me out. But that's also something too, where it's like even those glass products, some can have lead in it. And that's something we'll get to later. There's certain things that you just don't expect. Why would you think there'd be a metal in it? It's clear. Yeah, just something important to note. Even if you're getting bottled water, think about the container that you're putting the water in. And from that same CNN article from 2016, which again, we'll cite all of our sources for every podcast we do, finding out about lead in your water is only one part of the solution. 
Lead enters our body from common contaminated sources other than drinking water, such as dust, which is a big one we're going to get to later on in the podcast, soil and air. Air a huge one because in China, I think I mentioned this last week, for us, paint chips and water are the most common in the U.S. for people to have lead exposure and lead poisoning. But in China, it's by inhaling the air. It's it's actually the atmosphere. Like, it's just in the atmosphere. Now, in fact, the EPA says, again, I just said this, but I'm going to say it again because it's a quote from a CNN article. The EPA says the main source of lead exposure in the United States come from inhaling dust or eating particles contaminated by paint chips. And that's because lead was common additive in house paint, gasoline. Gasoline is what we're getting to next week and many other materials for years before its toxicity was known to the public, I'm going to say, because I'm pretty sure they knew that it was toxic before they let everybody know that. Children, especially fetuses and infants, are the most vulnerable, says the EPA, because it takes very little lead exposure to damage a child compared to an adult. Low levels of lead exposure are linked to damage to a child's blood cells and nervous system, as well as learning disabilities, poor hearing, impaired growth, and more. In fact, the EPA calls lead poisoning the number one environmental health threat in the U.S. for children ages six and younger. Why don't we talk about that more? If there was just a tiger roaming your lawn, I mean, even if you're not going to take action against the tiger, if that's the number one threat to your children, to your little Mm -hmm. children, I mean, I think we would talk about it. I mean, Mm -hmm. you might even get a little bored talking about the tiger. Let's talk about that, baby. Yeah. (laughs) The reason for highlighting the importance of lead exposure in children under six is where they are developmentally. So people want, you know, why is it such a crisis for ages zero to six versus an adult? Noted on the clearwateraction.org website. Children absorb more lead than adults, and because their brains and nervous systems are still developing, children under six and the developing fetus are more susceptible to lead exposure. Because after the age of six, you know, your brain's hardwired. There's a lot of developmental things that kind of, for the most part, set in stone by the time you reach age six. And that hardwiring is obviously important as an adult. Side effects with adults, it's more of those things, like we said, the ones that you don't see as much, the the irritability, the anger, the mood swings, the the nausea, headaches, you know, those are things that might be from anything. So you kind of just, you know, it is, it is what it is type of thing. But with children, it's like, you're, you're either going this direction or this direction and lead's going to take you down a direction that is unfortunately not one that you deserve. What can we do on a community level to eliminate lead from tap water? We recommend taking a look at Clean Action Water Organization and the Lead Service Line Replacement Collaborative. We're going to have links of that on our social media and our link tree and in the episode synopsis. According to the Clear Action website, getting lead out of water requires increased attention from government at all levels, water systems, and consumers. We need to make sure water treatment is reducing the corrosion that can result in lead leaching out of pipes and plumbing. We need robust monitoring, transparency, and sharing sampling results. And we need consumers to know about actions they can take to reduce lead exposure in their water. Because again, like I said, I don't think a lot of people think this is on their radar. Yeah, this is super boring. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, we're talking about pipes and infrastructure, and this is just not sexy. And it's not, it's super boring, but it is surrounds every part of our bodies and our days and our uh our hopes i mean this is 
all of my dreams are on planet Earth. All of my hopes are basically within my sphere of, of connection. And all of those well, I'm have... saying, well, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm oh, saying yeah. it's not on their radar of thinking it can affect them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. it's all, it's, uh, it's... Like we said, it, that they think it's in the in the past. It's like somehow beyond us, and it's not. Right. All right. So officials seem to draw most of their attention as to what we can do at our home with our money to prevent lead and tap water from entering our bodies. Mm-hmm. But let us not forget about institutional structures like schools and prisons. A 2017 study of tap water in the Bergen County School District in New Jersey found. Now again, 2017 that 55% of taps tested had lead in them in that school district. That one school district in New Jersey had that much. So this test is was done before, was it like, is that the same year as Avengers Infinity War? I'm not sure I haven't seen it. It's recent history. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm terrible at math. What, that's five years ago. So obviously a shocking amount. According to an article released by Environment America, where we found information on the study, the root of the problem is that all too often schools have pipes, plumbing, and or fixtures that leach lead into water. As more schools test their water, they are finding lead. Yet parents are often given the impression that there is no problem unless concentrations of lead exceed a federal, quote, action level of 15 parts per billion, a standard designed for water utility management rather than a level at which the water is safe for children to drink. And this is just one school in this random Bergen County of New Jersey. So going back to the talk of Flint, schools that are in districts that don't have funding to even have a goddamn air conditioner, you think they're going to completely gut their school and get rid of this? No, absolutely not. Just another quick note here in regards to racial disparity and discrimination. We in no way want anyone to think that we are trying to gloss over these issues. It is just something that we need to dive deeper into and have episodes dedicated specifically to the racial disparity and discrimination in regards to lead poisoning. Can you tell I'm a little heated about this? <laughs> and I well, think too about so. I think, you know, like my mom's schooling, and we talk again, going back to the, the emotional cognitive effects of this, the anger, the uncontrollable outbursts, all of that stuff that so many parents and children and teachers deal with. Do we know whether or not it is related to this? Mm-hmm. Like that is so important. These kids and teachers are sitting in these unventilated schools possibly exposed to the dust and the contamination in the water and all. I mean, it's just because like my mom, I brought this up to her because she was like, I mean, she was like, yeah, duh, probably because she was an educator for 30 years in Madison. And she said, you know, think about in the kitchen when they're making the food for the kids. So yeah, it's still in there. Everyone is using all of the, the best tools that they have, but it's really clear that even our best tools are failing us. Even our best tools are harmful to us. And it's not on the cook in the kitchen to be worried about this. That's not, that's not on them. That's on Mm -hmm. the superintendent. That's on the person above the superintendent Mm -hmm. who's giving the funding. You know, it's just, I'm so tired of the people doing the day to day are the ones who are supposed to carry the weight. It's just not right. And so as documented in the group's Get the Let Out report, 
Current laws in New Jersey and elsewhere do little to prevent children's drinking water from becoming laced with lead at school. And as we have mentioned, it's extremely misleading to say that there's any kind of safe amount. Any amount can cause severe long-lasting behavioral and physical damaging effects. And if government officials are this laxed about lead in our schools, we can only imagine how high the numbers are in our prison systems. I did find some articles regarding some of the exposure in, in Wisconsin, actually. They found some absolutely absurd amounts of arsenic and lead in the water. And then we're like, eh, it's, it's, it's within the safe zone. So just another note that lead isn't the only harmful chemical to be found in tap water. This is just the tip of the iceberg, but our focus is lead. Prisons have noted arsenic and copper, like I said, in the water, and these calls for help are widely ignored. What is considered, quote, safe amounts of any of these in the water? It's not what's safe, it's what's accepted, the bare minimum that officials can get away with. So we might not be able to reverse the consequences of those of us who have already been exposed to the harmful effects of lead in water or in any way that we've been exposed, but we can protect future generations. And for a bit of good news, which we recently shared on our social media, a group of high school students and their instructor have reportedly created an inexpensive filter that attaches to a faucet and removes lead from tap water. So we highly suggest that you read the full article, which we will have linked on our Twitter and Instagram. It's already linked on there. Because again, though, I want to note that the ways that we can get rid of tap water on our own should not be up to us. We should be having some sort of credit or something from the government, from officials, I don't think any of us should have to pay to get rid of toxic chemicals from our homes, our apartments, our schools, any of that. At least that's my personal opinion. So, so yeah, thanks for listening to United States of Lead. Tune in next week as we tackle the issue of leaded gasoline. Want to know more about this topic? Consider making a donation on Patreon to unlock bonus content, including deep dives and exclusive interviews. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to United States of Lead. Hosted by Andrea Elizabeth and Paul Kramer. Want to know more about this subject? Consider making a donation on Patreon, where you can unlock extended video episodes and bonus content like deep dives and exclusive interviews. Just a quick disclaimer, Andrea and Paul are not experts in lead poisoning. We do ask that you check our sources and read up a little bit more on your own. Thanks again for listening. 